welcome back to the Glue Guys. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. Check us out on Twitter at the BK Glue Guys. Almighty Baller Radio. NetsDaily.com. The Nets are back, Brian. No, no, no. This the Nets are not. They stink again. Can you can you set the scene here for us, Mike? What okay, so this here? is an extremely special episode. First episode of its kind. Um, if you are a fan of Light Night TV, you've seen the popular <laughs> segment Carpool Karaoke with James Corden. Well, oh my, you feel it feels like I'm riding with James Corden right now. I feel like I'm riding <laughs> with a late so night. So intimate. <laughs> well, I've never been. I've never been riding in a car with someone who's so on. You know. You're... <laughs> well, this is what it's like to to go yeah. on a, a road trip with me, man. It's is just it? jokes, 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 jokes. <laughs> All right, we are in uh, Brian's. What? Okay, this is a two. This is a 2005 Honda Civic, boy. This is a. Uh, <laughs> It's got a manual transmission. It's uh, it's a it's a POS to be honest. It's got a nice one of those beautiful clocks that are that were set almost what there's probably made in the 80s and installed here in the 2000s. Yeah, it hasn't been washed in a decade. It's um, it's my urban beater. You know, it's I like, can almost see the simplicity of this because we'll take a photo of it. Of it's just like just basic air conditioning knobs, yeah. a couple of other knobs that have something to do with the air conditioning, and then CDs. Yeah, oh man, we have. Oh, Genghis Tron. <laughs> um, <laughs> Shout out to Genghis Tron. If anyone knows about that band, like, you know, hit me sh- up in the DMs. Yeah, hit him up on the DMs. <laughs> um, so we are in Brian's Hoopty, and we're waiting for the alternate side parking street sweeper to come by. It is Tuesday. It's between 9 and 10.30 in Brooklyn somewhere. Yeah. And uh, not disclosed. So they can deduce it, though, if they say it's Tuesday, so alternate side parking. Yeah, the they're, really gonna, they're really going to narrow it down. <laughs> Honestly, if you find Brian's address off of that, then then you, <laughs> you deserve gonna, something. You can kill me. You can be on the <laughs> You're allowed to kill. <laughs> Go ahead, free I'll... kill, free purge. <laughs> um, so we've decided to do an alternate side parking podcast. Woohoo. Woohoo. Um, so hopefully at some point during this podcast, we will not stop. We will keep rolling, and Brian will urgently try to narrow his way in as the street sweeper goes by. He will hopefully then be able to get a spot. If anyone who actually lives in New York knows this situation, it is terrifying hectic it is people no one follows the rules you may or may not know this about me though uh really good parallel parker i have the i have that is that right whatever it is you know (laughs) the parallel parking gene (laughs) um so we're in this we're in brian's car so hopefully again at some point Mm -hmm. there will be a street super anyways rolling by what about those nuts dude do we even talk about those nuts Tell you what, I'm just gonna hop right into the to the emails because, like, you know, what is there to say? Some some heartbreaking losses, some annoying injuries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's heartbreaking just, losses. It's just and I'll let injuries. you go to the emails, but I have stuff to say. Robbie Rose, our man. Robbie um, Rose. Uh, is it time for Whitehead to have Levert's minutes? Is the, yes. Is the big takeaway? For Bench him. Levert. Levert is no good. Has no uh, future. Stop. stop. People no, don't stop. understand when you're being hyperbolic. No, they don't. <laughs> they really don't. I'll dial it back. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I don't care. I like I, it, wouldn't hurt. I'd rather see Whitehead get minutes over Kilpatrick. Um, mm. just because I think there's maybe a more of a future there. Mm. I can see more of a role for for uh Whitehead. Yeah. Uh, but so like it was funny. Levert, what was it? The was it the Nuggets game or Knicks game? I, I forget which one it was where um he started two for two from three, and mm-hmm. that was incredibly exciting. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like we'll never see it again. Um, um, I think that was the Nuggets game, and um, we we spoke about this pre meeting in the car. You know, Zach Lowe wrote his one of his pieces, and he talked about Levert specifically, parroting our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that the guy is it's it's frustrating because you see it all there. <laughs> yeah, this is this is my neighbor passing us. She already somehow thinks I'm like the weirdest person alive. Really? So, <laughs> that is that it? Right? That, that yeah. person right there? She's incredibly skittish. Like, um, she's like, def- she's definitely wanted to look back at you. You like because she gave the l- a look up, almost like she was peering through the the yeah. side of her eye. So being in a in a parked car with a <laughs> Well, and and can if I can <laughs> yeah. illustrate, Brian's wearing a ski cap and sunglasses. Yeah, I do look like I'm I'm, uh, and I don't look like that much better for, for I don't, trouble. I don't know what I look like right now, but you I don't look, look like that Marvin, much an owl, or what, what, is the, <laughs> what from Home Alone? Oh yeah! <laughs> oh my God, we do. Yeah. That's our Halloween costume. Yeah, yeah. Um, happy Halloween, everyone! By the way, um, do you think Whitehead should be getting Levert's minutes? Um. Gosh, so here's the thing with Levert, like, and and I think so. Zach Lowe elucidated. God, it's too early for me. I don't even know. Is elucidate even word? It is a word, right? Absolutely. Early. I've never been up this early. Um. Anyways, uh, our points about Levert, and um, I think that I, I think he probably plagiarized us and didn't credit us because they echoed (laughs) our thoughts so exactly, exactly. Yes. Um, Zach Lowe, you're a fraud. So, anyways. That being said, so here's the thing with Karis LeVert. It's like, this is the perfect year for him to get all... If he's got habits to break, things to get out of his system, go ahead. This is the year to do it. So we got to get him his minutes. Um, so I'm not adverse to... Like, I think you're right. I think if anyone's going to take anyone's minutes, it's Kilpatrick's losing them to Whitehead. Um, and I see the only... like So if we're... like so Let's go down the rabbit hole on that. The only benefit to really playing Kilpatrick is just because... And I don't think this is the case trade value like elevating his trade value because sure. i think he does have some we talked yeah. about it last time cheap contract and he can score at least as like a pair with somebody else you know so this is going to be the frustrating thing and i think we've already kind of i know that there's a lot of growth this team can go through but i think we've already sort of figured out that this team is going to be frustrating that they're going to win a game that they shouldn't mm-hmm. and then they're going to lose a couple of games that they shouldn't well now should they have not won i mean the only it seems more like we shouldn't have won against the orlando magic than the than the cleveland cavaliers at this point well i know i have it in news around the league what's but going it's, on with those but it's like squads it is something to actually be concerned about because well even though the warriors have been also a little bit shaky so it's like if you're going to say the top two contenders in the nba <laughs> The two teams that they were bit, they have been shaky already in the season, but um, the the Cavs like in retrospect, if you don't know, they they've lost four or five. The only game that they've won four, one of those four obviously is the Nets, and the only game that they won was a home game against the Bulls. They lost to the Magic at home. They lost to the Knicks at home. Um, the Knicks game. So let's go back to that. I know it's been so long ago, but the Knicks game was so incredibly frustrating because we talked about this. The fact that you beat the Cavs, you're excited. What, you had a day off? Mm-hmm. So that was Wednesday night, you beat the Cavs. Day off, you're basically at home, right? Your best player comes back. Your best player comes back. You know, there's a lot of excitement. The Knicks are horrible. There's already talk of Hornacek being fired, that Chris Stapps is basically going to be uh, run through the mill in this season where they're basically tanking and being awful. Mm-hmm. And then to lose that game in the disgusting fashion that, it did. I will admit. So, Stranger Things came out that day, <laughs> and at yeah, and I don't know what's happening over there. We're, we're, so, again, this being Halloween, we're seeing a lot of people like in half-assed Halloween costumes, and there's just some guy holding his child, and he, not the child, is wearing. He looks like he has a homemade like dinosaur di- unicorn, <laughs> like a dinocorn. Yeah, it's not a reference to anything specific. It's just like it's just it looks like, like a, a a Halloween costume from like the 1930s. <laughs> That's what it looks like. 
It'd be something that you would buy in like the, in one of those like five dollar and under places that has no there's no branding. Yeah. You know, it's not referencing. Yeah. It's just here. Here is the thing that may Stupid be purple unicorn dragon thing. Get oh. out of here. Dude, that next game was so disappointing. Because yeah. if if they win that game, so you pivoted to Stranger Things. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but I was I, I started watching Stranger Things in mm. the middle of the Knicks game because I was. Uh, why am I watching this? This is disgusting. It's hard to follow a team as closely as we do, you know, because we're you know we take the fan perspective. I don't know if you guys know out there, and <laughs> that that requires you taking on a little bit more you know emotional baggage than your yes. daily beat guy, you know. And so oh, that, sure. that emotional baggage. Brian Lewis isn't on our corner. <laughs> he can't. He doesn't handle the emotions that we handle. Like it's not like a Wizards game, right? Where it's like, oh, well. you know, <laughs> did, you, did you watch that Bradley Beal, Draymond Green throwdown? I don't really understand what Pe- happened. People went crazy about that. People were like, the the caption on the YouTube video was "grown ass man fight." Bradley that Beal. Was weak. <laughs> oh my god! I know. And I saw that too. I saw people go like, "Wow, real NBA fight." Yeah. They were hugging. Yeah. They, they were hugging and they fell down. It's those. Those new oh jerseys that rip away, those rip oh, away lo- jerseys. That's that- actually a nice element to it. Like, yeah, the I fights lo- now become this like yeah. savage. Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> look at this, just hulking out. Because before the jerseys were like this plate of armor, they were so heavy, and now it's like they rip away at, any- at a free throw attempt. Yeah, <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. That that fight was so lame. I hate. So and that's how desperate ass, we are. Grown ass man fight. That's how desperate we are for for NBA fights. Is that two guys <laughs> hugging and falling over, yeah. and then like. Apparently, KD came over to John Wall during the fight and said, "Yo, man, let's let's not do this because you know something like don't get suspended." It's like, mm. come on, no, throw some throw some punches at KD. KD should have been a wizard, and he hid from his hometown, mm. and he fled the country wow. to literally the furthest spot possible <laughs> from his hometown, and he's a coward wow. and a cupcake. He's a wizard dodger. Anyways, um, just kidding. The Nets, man, are back. Yeah, so you guys can tell we're probably <clears throat> dancing around talking about the Nets a little bit because it's kind of frustrating, you know. We want the best for them. We, I think, I mean, is this the the week where they like? So here's it's at a we're at a precipice right now. It feels like mm-hmm. it's like are we a surprisingly good team or actually are we just bad? And those losses were bad. Those were a really grotesque. We couldn't score the basketball type losses. It wasn't like a, and we're not going to play defense. And it was classic Nets botched third third quarters um terrible and and so sort of the thing is i think again i don't, it's a small sample size short season young team they can get better blah 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 but uh this is the type of stretch that a team who is a 33 win team has mm-hmm. they win the, to win a 30 year game they win a game again that against the Cavs that they probably shouldn't have but they did and then they lose definitely the next game they should not have lost if they are a good team. If they're 500, not saying that they would have been, but if they're a 500-ish team, mm-hmm. you beat the Knicks. You beat the Knicks. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And then the Nuggets game, Nuggets are supposed to be pretty good. So, yeah. you know, I think there's maybe some we're going to look back and say, like, okay, that wasn't that bad of a loss. Yeah. That's kind of a weird team, that Nuggets team. Couldn't really figure out what they're what they're I all know. about. Well, it's this whole thing of, like, Jokic is their best ball, ball, their ball, ball distributor. It's like their best player just in general and they haven't figured out what to do with him and Millsap yet no they have no point guard Millsap felt a little lost himself he was putting up some weird stuff he wouldn't normally see and it's like so I think we kind of we figured out one thing it's that you do need a good point guard you don't need a great point guard but you need some guy who does something right you can't just be can't throw a combo Moutier out there even though Moutier was hitting like like crazy amount of shots against this team yeah um but he's no good 
<laughs> like, he, is that, like, is that so? We're gonna keep saying that, and he's still gonna be ripping, still ripping, ripping shots against yeah. the Nets. Um, <laughs> I mean, not just the Nets. Like, is he is he not good? I, f- I feel like I've like him and Buddy Heald. I've always just kind of just like any point guard or like guard that can't shoot, like Alfred Payton or whatever. I always just kind of come down on, but they might be good. Like, and it was Oladipo until this season, who seems like he's gonna be. Like mini Russell Rest- Russell Westbrook. God, I cannot speak this morning. <laughs> Ugh, I didn't Drink do my I didn't do my mouth exercises. Um, so this has been a disappointing stretch for the Nets. <laughs> Wait, one I second. just had pure cinnamon at the bottom of that. Oh, is that right? <laughs> God, it was like algae, cinnamon algae. Um, Bobby Marks is tweeting something about Spencer Dinwiddie will see his salary protection increase to two hundred fifty thousand dollars today. Way to go, Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, well, we didn't talk about the uh, purchase, the minority stake well, thing. Is there that anything is a, you want to... That is a news around the league, even though it's uh, a news, news around the Nets. Cool. Uh, should we just hit news around the league? Hit it! It's the news! All right, go, go. All right, news around the league here. Um, so the big news that came out, what was it, last week, sometime last week, late last week, were, were that the Nets are selling half the team, 49%, to Joseph Tsai, mm-hmm. um, a billionaire born in Taiwan, went to high school in New Jersey, yeah, um, buying 49% slice of the Nets with an option to buy the rest of the team, I think, in four years or yeah. something like that. The uh, Barclays is not part of that, at least initially, I believe, in the price that he paid for. No, which I don't really understand completely, but let's just and it doesn't really matter for the Nets. But what, let's, what, they're just separate entities. They are, but so I so he's buying. So that's the interesting thing is that he's buying purely the basketball product. Mm-hmm. You're not buying the arena. Right. Like if you bought the Knicks, you would try to buy MSG too, and that would be five billion dollars. Um, the Knicks, the Nets are valued at two billion. Does that make you feel good two, as a Nets? Two point three. Does that make you happy as a Nets fan that your team is now worth something? No, not really. I mean, that's just the way that this it, the market is just going up, up and up. You know, if you're if you're in the billionaire class, a uh, professional basketball team is just seems like a solid investment right now. What I do find funny about this about the way we're talking about Joseph Sai is that so I did tweet out the picture of his Wikipedia page. I don't know if you saw that. It's literally <laughs> I think it's maybe six sentences the mm. entirety of it. Mm. Okay, it's he was born here. Then there's like you know there's the break of saying his early life. Early life, he grew up in this place and then went to school in this place. Break, career, did this. Break has three kids, mm-hmm. something like that. So we don't know much about him personally. Um, he played lacrosse at Yale, which I respect totally because I was a lax bro as well, of course. You know, club lacrosse at Syracuse for one game. <laughs> Actually, in one practice. Yeah, that's true. One practice. Did you get like? Did you get hammered or something? What happened? No, nah, it's just no one was taking. This is you're gonna love. It. I, mm. No one was taken seriously enough, mm. and I wanted, to, you know, really. I'm, if I'm gonna waste wow. my time, if I'm gonna waste my, I'm not, out of the game. I'm not good, but if no, if no one's gonna take it seriously, then why am I doing this? God, you sound the worst. Like the guy, the guy, <laughs> guy who sucks, oh, no. can't has no chill. Yeah. Oh no, no chill. <laughs> Absolutely none, bro. <laughs> um. So anyway, so I love that about him. But it's funny that we talk about him as if he's like this smooth, steady leader, just because we know nothing about him. Joseph and also, Tsai. Yeah. Yeah. And also because he's not Mikhail Prokhorov. Well, he. I did watch some like <clears throat> uh, some interviews with him just to get a sense for his. Oh, his, tell me what you deal. What you see? He is kind of a smooth operator. He he was uh he was being interviewed by Jim Cramer and uh, what's his face, some other guy, some MSNBC dude, and um, 
and they were coming at him like <clears throat> they they first of all they were like um there's all kinds of controversy swirling around Alibaba and so on and so forth about their like oh yeah you know counterfeit stuff efficacy and- yeah all kinds of stuff and he was just like f- Kellyanne Conwaying everything in sight he was <laughs> he was unbelievable um super casual like the entire um auditorium was like basically like hammering him with questions um and he was just slick he just like handled it um basically came down to like like he, he could always just like rely on the answer but like you don't really understand China, so sorry. Oh, I, yeah. I, I read. I actually read about that interview. Yeah. I didn't see it, but I read about that yeah. where he, yeah, he was shaming. Yeah, not in the, but he was doing the he's smart like, shaming. He's like, you got to come to. You see, if you haven't traveled, if you don't really, you know, if you're not expanding your horizons in that way, you probably don't really understand the culture. So, <laughs> just like, damn, damn, Joseph. Um, in terms of what it means for the Nets on court product, how do you think it changes? What do you think coming in and bringing in a new owner? <clears throat> well, does? so it's it's a four year um, thing. So I'll be interested to see like what kind of influence he exerts in the interim before he has the option right. to purchase. Um, I'll be. I think immediately the Jeremy Lin. I don't. It, it, this is. I think it's like sort of almost too obvious not to state right that Jeremy right. Lin is Taiwanese, mm-hmm. and uh, so is Sai. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're. From that area, it would be like me wanting to sign someone who went to Syracuse. Like, Hakeem mm-hmm. Warwick, if I owned the Nets, I would sign Hakeem Warwick. <laughs> T- today? Yeah, today. Really? No, but it seems obvious. So, well, Jeremy Lin has a player option for next season. Mm-hmm. He's injured now. He's likely to re-sign that. Uh, the only reason why he wouldn't is if he gets uh, some interest from a, a real contender like the Warriors and say, hey, we'll give you a mid-level exception at $7 million a year, whatever it is now. Mm-hmm. And... You know, that's a $5 million difference and the fact that he gets to go to a contender. Yeah. That, to me, that's the only situation where he would not be with the Nets next season. And then it would also lead, if size, you know, 49% owner, which he's going to be, you know, he's probably, I would think he would re-sign with this team for some amount of money. Mm-hmm. Because why would you give up that type of asset? I mean, we love the Jeremy Lin fans. Yeah. Um, and I think the Nets, Nets <coughs> definitely love it. I think... Who was it? Net Income tweeted out that something like five percent of our traffic comes from Taiwan. From yeah, Nets Daily, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, ten um, percent of our traffic comes from my, my mom's computer. <laughs> um, sorry, that's lame good. joke. No, that's good. Um, so, and it's also funny how like how protective us Nets watchers are of Kenny Atkinson and Sean Marks. Right. Because like the one thing that people were looking for in that article is how he thinks that this current team is doing, mm-hmm. and it was that he expresses optimism. Right. For the, the path. And everyone's like, oh, thank God. Yeah, thank yeah. God no one's going to mess with this progress The that's thing going is, on. Like, and I think we touched on this when these rumors were swirling like a month ago. There isn't even a thing you can do. Like, there's not, you know, if you, there's no high profiling you can possibly do. Kevin Durant's not taking your meetings. He's not taking your calls, bro. Like, you can't, there's nothing, there's nothing the to only, do but stay the course. The only thing you can do, and it is something you can do, but it's, it's to trade for the inflated, terrible contracts that other teams don't want, which they already kind of do with Alan Crabb, mm-hmm. to just compile a bunch of those and saying, fine, we're going to pay the tax price all over again. We're going to go back to being a tax-paying team. That's the only way you can completely recover because there's, no there's no other avenue for acquiring players. The only one other thing you can do, if you really believe the Calipari nonsense, mm-hmm. is that you give over the franchise to a guy like Calipari, uh, a change agent, and say – you believe that he's going to be able to get Kentucky guys over, that he's going to convince Anthony Davis to come to the Nets, which I think is like 
Not saying that's even out there, but I just that that's not going to happen. Yeah. Anthony Davis is not going to come to the Nets because John Calipari is suddenly coaching the team and running the team. That's like the only big splashy move. I think it's the overpriced free agents, mm-hmm. and then get a guy like Calipari who may have a shot at getting these guys. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> I mean, it, I'm not ruling anything out, obviously, but it does not seem like that's like it'd be hard to be like to look at this um, investment and be like, how do I offend as many people as possible? <laughs> like, like, and he right seems away. like a general sports fanatic. Yeah, like, like here's the thing: like you, you wouldn't. It wouldn't take you long, a long time to look at like any Nets blog or anything like that and be like, do they like Sean Marks and Kenny Atkinson? And yeah. everyone unanimously does. Well, and and to be honest, if like if you're a new owner who just spent a whole bunch of money getting, you know, getting this team, mm-hmm. the Marks approach, which is not an expensive approach, is the one you want, right? Yeah. Like, you want the long gestation process that people seem to really like this team, are really happy with the progress it's making, and it's not that expensive. It's not super cheap, but it's not that expensive. Mm-hmm. What are you seeing there, Brian? There's some riffraff here. I don't know, man. Are we seeing this Tesla we... and this? You have a Tesla on your street? Yeah. And they're like, I don't know what the f- <laughs> Oh, no, man. <laughs> look, look at what they're up to. Look at these two knuckleheads. They're like, hey, you guys better be cops or something. Tesla, you you really you? you really can't be here. So there is if uh, if you're not here watching with us right now, there is a <laughs> Tesla SUV on Brian's block. No, no, Brian no, Brian that's lives. A, that's a Tesla sedan. The the SUV is a Ford Explorer. Uh, is that a, so whatever? So it's a Tesla who is seemingly trying to take a parking spot on the other side of the street. Again, if you don't know about alternate side parking, the situation is. <laughs> From uh, a 90-minute block throughout once a day in uh, the outer boroughs, twice a, or once a week in the outer boroughs, twice a week in Manhattan, a street sweeper comes by, and you have to wait for it to come by. You have to wait on the other side of the street. You have to park on the other side of the street and wait for it to come by. And then immediately once it goes by, you have to angle for a new spot. There look seems at, to be a look Tesla. At what these people are what doing. is a Tesla doing? They're doing it. They're doing the parking before the thing moves. This They're is, parking on the So this is the ultimate this sin. This is my nightmare. Brian, explain how that is a sin. So here's what's going to happen. They're they're banking that the street sweeper is not going to come. It's going to come. It's going to happen, and you're going to have to move your car out of the way when it does happen. And then people like me who are goody two-shoes and play by guys. the rules Good guys. are left up poo-poo creek. Um, anyways, enough about that. <clears throat> um, I will say, I think, I don't think Prokhorov's like a great owner. Can I just say that? Am I allowed to say that out loud? Uh, no, I think that that's true. I mean, here's here's my relationship to Prokhorov now. I think he knows how to um, like exert a lot of influence without actually doing a lot. Just like a lot of like um, like uh, bravado, sort of. Like he doesn't have his his real finger on the pulse anymore. He views it, I think, mostly as just a business asset. Uh, but he knows how to be like, I'm a big fan. Like he knows how to yes, you know, and then true. kind of convince people that that's the case, even though it might not be. He oh. kind of parachutes in real quick. He does the weird ball exercises with the players that everyone yeah. loves. He makes he makes a big uh, to-do out of the small little gestures that he makes. He did the Stephen Colbert thing uh, this year where but he, he wore the Nets He does it so gear. expertly because he makes other people cover it, right? He seems unassuming and everything, but, but then it's always so widely covered because he's such an enigma. He's such a mysterious character. And I think, like, so <clears throat> I'm not, like, the biggest fan of, of crediting owners for team success, but... It does seem like across sports, if if you're going to have a positive franchise, you need a good, stable ownership who actually is involved. Like, most people say you want a hands-off owner. You kind of want an owner who sets the tone in some way. Yeah. And Prokhorov sets no tone. There's no tone set. The only tone that he ever set was with Billy King saying, 
let's make a big freaking deal. My big question, news around the league question to you is, are you going to vote for Mark Cuban for president in 2020? No. That's the big. No. It's <laughs> the big. Absolutely Cause, not. Cause it's going to happen. No, 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 no. It makes me so mad that people think because he's on Shark Tank that he can run the country. Are you? I mean, I know. I know. We have a. <laughs> Do but we have to? Can I be honest? There's more heavy lifting on The Apprentice than Shark Tank. Okay? <laughs> There's, if there is, but the guy's not doing it. Trump so. was the Muhammad Ali of reality TV. And Mark Cuban's just one of five members up on the up on the stage, okay? He, he's sharing the ball. He could be John Stockton. He's saying at least he's the preeminent uh, figure on his own reality TV Yeah, like, show. if you're going to... He's take, not even, though. Like, he, he just kind of, like, he shoots in for the last bit to fire the guy. And, like, his kids... It's a knockout his, punch, his man. His kids mostly did the whole, like, challenges. Yeah, Ivanka was fantastic. Yeah. She's so smart. Great speaker. But... What are these people up to, dude? Like, are I've they never, doing it? I've never, i got to poke my head out here. i got to really... Um... The other whoops, <laughs> inadvertent honk. <laughs> that was a turnaround. Look at honk. Now they don't. Now they no. I mean business. Nice the Notice. Yeah. Oh, cars are going by. Are they parked on the other side of the street? I can't see. I don't know what this Tesla is up to. It is. Anyways, enough about that. Person. And also, she. You could see you. Not, you know. The, I can the just driver, see the panic in her eyes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the. That's the look you don't I want just, if you're the other cars. I feel like it's I want really, to explain a few things to her. She just needs. Um, yeah, because people love to be explained yeah. to <laughs> how to live their life in New York. <laughs> that's one of their New Yorkers' favorite things to be told what to do. Do you do. think she'll mind if I mansplain her about alternate side parking? Um. The other thing I had was about the the Cavaliers, which we kind of already hit on, but just to sort of hit this point home. They lost to Orlando at home, Nets on the road, Pelicans on the road, and Knicks at home. Terrible, blah, blah, blah. The other thing I have, holy crap, in 76ers Delphia, mm. the mystery of Markel Fultz continues. It's now been announced he's being shut down for three weeks. Originally, Fultz was playing through shoulder pain. Then his agent came out and said they withdrew flu- fluid from Fultz's shoulder, but that wasn't right, and they had to correct it. It was, in fact, that they were inserting fluid cortisone mm. shot into his shoulder which seems a weird thing to screw up um then the team said he missed three games now it's been three weeks okay yeah. here's the thing okay I, you know i don't really care one way or the other but if you're a 76ers fan if you're a fan of any team the worst thing that your franchise could really do in terms of the the weakest area that they could be a part of is your training staff if your training staff is bad and inconsistent and screwing things up Players don't want to come to your team. The players that are on your team are damaged goods. And you obviously, if they're damaged goods, they're not playing on the floor for you. And that's kind of the whole point of basketball, Brian, is to mm, play basketball. Definitely. Right? Um, this is like, this is like I know a lot of people are talking about it because people love to knock on the Sixers. But this is low-key the most important thing that's happening in basketball right Once now. Once they start taking out fluids, just those those nondescript fluids, you know you're in trouble. Because well, <laughs> that just doesn't stop. The injury, they described it as muscle instability. Yeah. Muscle and disti- what does that mean? What does that mean? That's like that's a that's a thing that you would that my grandmother would get muscle instability that yeah. she can't. So that uh, the and th- again, this is a kid that you know the rumors about him were that he was super talented, but he's also sort of not like basketball's not his life. He's not mm-hmm. the dedicated killer. Are you seeing some Anthony Bennett issues, some weight issues on the horizon? There could be some Anthony Bennett issues. I think obviously Fultz is way was way better a prospect coming out than Anthony Bennett. Mm-hmm. What about that Anthony Bennett quote about da- from David Griffin? Did you see that? What he said that Anthony Bennett, like he was like we were tricked essentially because Anthony Bennett could care less about being good at basketball. Well, that he's lazy and never wanted to work out, which is basically what he said. I'm not even like mm-hmm. paraphrasing. I'm pretty sure that's almost exactly what he said. Um, 
I found that interesting because obviously with the Nets that he came in and worked out for free and mm-hmm. then was signed by this team kind of on the basis that he did work a little bit hard. A little, little con man. Um, yeah, good for him. Yeah. Hey, good for him. Make your money. A couple mil. I'm not, I'm not going to hate that. <laughs> um, Respect your grind, dog. I think especially with the Sixers, it's bad if your training staff seems to be screwing up like they are. That you have Embiid, who's the most damaged great asset in the league, and if your training staff has no clue, I mean, it, I, you know, well, I don't know the internal structures of the team, but you have to blame the training staff. They have to know what's ha- going on and what's happening to their players. Um, well, they also, oh, I mean, they, the Markel Fultz thing seems like a spontaneous thing, but they've, they've picked up a lot of injured players, you know, at uh, in probably high places. Because in that, and that was the thing that they thought that, you know, we're just going to get these guys in on an NBA system and treat them super well, mm-hmm. and they're finding out that that's not the case. Uh, big story coming out of uh, the entertainment world, Brian. Hit me. MTV is bringing back the Jersey Shore franchise. Wow. But this time it's heading south with a new show called MTV Florabama Shore. Heck yeah. It'll be eight cast members <laughs> hanging out in Panama City. Brian, are you watching? You know I'm watching. Yeah, I no, watched, that's right up your alley. <laughs> I watched... Uh, I mean, has it started yet? I didn't, this is when, I'm not. Fi- I only just found out about this. No, it, they, they just announced it. So I don't know when they would be filming it. Probably. Thank goodness. Well, I watched even Party Down South, which is a heinous show. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's great, but it's w- where's like, that based out of? Uh, they just move around from place to place. <laughs> they go from town to town. <laughs> There's shore town, the beach town, yeah, the right, golf just like town, all kinds of. Um, like random rural areas that are like party party zones have like little party oh enclaves my God. like mud lakes <laughs> people just in yeah. mud lakes knee deep in mud lakes <laughs> yeah that's my scene yeah. um it's pretty good they get they get ready dude they're like like they're in their 30s or whatever and they're getting so drunk on oh, a please. nightly basis that's um like my body just couldn't handle it like you guys are made of tougher stuff than i am my uh my friend max had a birthday party on saturday and i was like i had a light amount of of drinking mm-hmm. and i still felt terrible afterward like yeah what you, happened yeah what happened you We're never had now. it like that mike you never dude, really bro i used to dude <laughs> come on club lacrosse days come on come on I crushed it club club lacrosse day day yeah so for i think we're in I'm, right i'm in and we, we we'll, want all we'll be giving regular updates and we want the entire cast to come on the show and talk to us <laughs> um this is uh the last little bit of news here dead celebrities forbes is out with their top grossing dead celebrities list who would you guess would be the top-grossing dead so celebrity? I already saw this, which oh, sucks. Because I then I couldn't organically get it, but I think I would have organically got it. I think you would have it. gotten it, It's yeah. a pretty... If you're not thinking Michael Jackson, you you just don't get... $75 million. Have you seen the documentary about him where he just goes into the like Las Vegas, like this terrible like gauche store in Las Vegas, and he's just like that, 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 like $10,000 vases and stuff? Like, really? Yeah. He <laughs> just goes around. He had so much money, he didn't know what to do with it. $75 million, and that's actually almost light. Like, I feel like I would expect more to come out of Michael Jackson's estate. Mm. Um, 75, so he also, he was, number two, I think, was Arnold Palmer, because of the uh, Arnold Palmer iced tea drink. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> is that right? Charles Schultz The rights to the, the drink is that The drink, much? I mean, he invented it. But, like, isn't it like an Arizona iced tea drink? Yeah, but I think they they must sell so many of those. Yeah, and, and what, Dude, let's I say saw, he gets two cents for every can. I saw there was two for a dollar at, at Rite Aid. Two for a dollar. Two Arizona twenty four ounces. You better you better have bought a hundred of those. <laughs> and then he could have sold them on out. the street. I mean, yeah, I was like, how the hell? How are they selling these for this amount of money? What's going on here? Um, the most profitable ex net is uh, Darren Williams. 
Is that right? Well, yeah, former net. He's still making money from the nets. Ah, uh, right, terrible. Buyout. How long does that go on for? I did. Re- uh, by the way, I told you I reached out. Darren Williams has an MMA podcast, and I reached out to him to come on the show. I've I heard back yet. I already did too. You did too. Not to come on the show, but for other reasons. But yeah, that's uh, funny. Um, have you listened to that show at all? No. Is no. it good? Yeah, it's pretty good. What's Darren's personality like on the show? He's the um, he's like the Artie Lang of the show. Just kidding. No. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> he's he's something. He's 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 good. He brings a good. We want him to come on the show, so he's good. <laughs> That's a, that's a delicate way to say. It. Okay, yeah. so we're recording this on Halloween morning. Um, they're going to play the Suns tonight, and then they head out west for a pretty interesting road trip. Here we go, baby. All right, so we are. Is this we, it? We is timed this the it. moment. We timed it just the right time. Take us out, Mike. While we. All right, we are here recording our alternate side parking podcast. Brian, or Brian. Hey, everybody. Mike. Um, this is the moment. This is the moment we all been waiting Dude, for. You're going to show my address. Get out of here. No one's going to know. No one's <laughs> well, going to know. Well, now they are. Um, we're here. It's going to happen. See? see the, the street sweeper <laughs> is going by. I don't know if Brian is exactly ready for this moment. I don't know if he's I'm ready to- for this <laughs> to happen. He's shaking. He's still holding a mic and not the steering wheel. <laughs> You're making me nervous. I don't man. know. It's going by, people. It's happening. You can hear the percussive look at, sounds look at the, of it. The car is coming up by. It's from behind, man. Uh-oh. There it goes. Is Brian ready for this moment, folks? Let's I can't, see. Uh, is this actually going to go on the internet? This is... Is this... this Brian? 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 Okay. There's, a, there's, there's some Acura SUV that's doing some naughty business following it. Brian's car doesn't sound up to the task. You better watch out. He may hit that car. Brian's moving over to the other side of the street. It looks like he <laughs> will be able to get a spot. This is also a manual, guys. Keep in mind. We have now crossed the side of the street. I'm going to go right up to that edge. I think that's what I'm going to do. And I think we're going to be okay, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to be okay. Yeah, baby. There we it is. It. There it is. Alternate Side Parking Podcast. We brought yeah. to you by the glue guys. Throw that handbrake up, baby. <laughs> Almighty Where it Baller belongs. Radio. <laughs> Thank you all for listening and watching. <laughs> this has been the Alternate Side Parking Podcast. Phoenix Suns tonight, then West Coast trip. It's a, actually a very light West Coast trip if you look at the teams that they're going to be playing. They're playing the Lakers, the Suns, Denver, Portland, and Utah. I want to see some wins out of that, Brian. I want to see at least two wins out of that five-game West Coast trip. What are you doing for that Lakers game? Are you going to be around? Um, Friday night. I think I should be around. You want to Oh, wait. Down? I work at oh, boy. I work at 6 a.m. the next day. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, maybe we'll throw down for another game. Okay. All right, we'll talk about it. Anyways, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. At BK Glue Guys on Twitter, netsdaily.com, always and forever for all of your Nets news. Almighty Baller Radio, if you want something other than Nets news, listen to all those great podcasts. And we love you forever. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Shout out the end of the show. The end of the show, and now you can now go home.